0: Namo sa, Bagabato, Arahato a Namo some ma, Arahato goodassa. Namuata, sa, Quite hard, and uh, the the or the, the um, obscurations of mind can be very strong. You know, we, we're changing gear rapidly for many people, and so I've noticed today I'm feeling, feeling very, very tired. And I like, I'm doing very little, but I'm feeling very, very tired. And, <laughs> so. uh, imagine there's all kinds of things going on out there in your minds and there might be uh, a lot of restlessness or a lot of playing out old stories or fear or excitement, anticipation for the retreat or bursts of anger coming out there's all kinds of stuff that can arise when we stop and uh, start to observe our minds rather than follow them And this this retreat schedule gives a a really strong container where there's not a lot of outlets to to follow the habits of our mind. So then we get to sit with it and and see what's going on and uh, get to watch the show. So... As reflecting on you know when we were chanting in the beginning, uh, we were chanting of the qualities of the Buddha, and uh, gives these uh, quite superlative qualities: uh, um, the purity of mind, uh, awake, and, uh, and you can think, well, that's the Buddha. You know, the Buddha was was that, but you know, I'm just this. Rather confused, ordinary person, you know, with lots of, lots of foibles, lots of things to work with. And on one level, that's absolutely true, for, certainly for me, anyway. But uh, on another level, you know, the true, what it's pointing to is the true nature of the mind is pure and bright and open and loving and wise. So it may be that we don't think of ourselves uh, uh, in that way, you know, we wouldn't think, well I'm pure, bright, wise, loving and mm. compassionate, I can't quite get the list back, you know? It might be that, you know, probably we don't think about that as uh, ourselves as being like that, but it's, and ourselves are not like that, but the, the Buddha's teaching begins from the understanding that the mind in its uh, state when it's, when it's freed it, is, it has these qualities it's uh, it's unlimited it's pure it's beautiful so instead of beginning from the little me and all the stuff that me is and carries, you can just for a moment look at the what you could say the original mind or the, the essence of mind. Essence isn't the best term, but uh, the, the pure state of mind. And then seeing that, you know, okay, that's not maybe what I'm experiencing. So, so what's going on and what's in the way of that pure state of mind? And the, the word that is used in Pali is, is kilesa. It means uh, obscuration or stain or a, a, a soiling. And um, I remember a friend of mine a long time ago Uh, hearing this uh, it's often also used the term defilement it can be used as the defilements of the mind and I remember a friend of mine hearing that word and being so horrified how can somebody use that expression they're defiled about themselves this is really terrible because she was seeing it from the perspective of a person who was defiled and therefore sort of sinful but it's actually pointing to the opposite, it's pointing to the, the pure state of mind, the, the purity, the, the potential, and then what's covering that up. So it's not that, that we are defiled people, but it's that there's, there's this beautiful potential and then there are the, the things that are obscuring that beautiful potential. And what obscures it causes us suffering and causes suffering to others. And probably we're all very familiar with these obscurations because uh, you know, they're very they're very common, and people come to retreats with a wish to be free of those. And sometimes we think, you know, we want we want some special state. You know, we might have had a nice experience, and we're looking for that special, you know, wonderful experience where the mind is free of those for a little while and when, when we experience the, the unlimited mind, the, the beautiful mind. And that's that's great, you know, we, we can have tastes of it. But it's you know what we what we really want to be looking for is like the long term work of clearing away those obscurations. It's not a it's not a quick job. They might have been around for a really, really, really long time. So, um, and the obscurations of the kalesas, they can be uh, qualities like um, jealousy, greed, anger, fear, uh, resentment, confusion, uh, delusion, you know, all these, uh, I'm sure you can all add to the list, there's many, many of these things which Obscure this bright potential of the mind. So um, you know, in the beginning, the 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 precepts, the eight precepts. So the five precepts are like a restraint on the kilesas. They restrain those those um, forces, those energies from from being acted out, at least to some degree. And, uh, and then the, the eight precepts goes another another level again, where you're actually cultivating renunciation, which is a, you know it's like um, upping the raising the bar a little bit. Uh, so the the precepts can protect us from acting out from those those mind states, but they can't really. Um, stop them from, from arising so they still arise but we're not doing it they can't really eradicate those calluses from the mind they're, they're, they're an enormous support and help and, and vital really and then as we um, awaken on the path it, it just becomes natural to keep those precepts. we don't have to keep affirming them or struggling with them, it just becomes a normal way to live, it's how we want to live uh, but in the beginning, it's like we, we make that boundary and we try and keep our kilesas from doing too much, too much harm, getting into too much trouble. So, so we can restrain them, and that's really important, and we can get to know them. Also, when they're restrained, and especially on a meditation retreat, we can get to know them, so we start to see what arises we start to notice the, uh, the, the irritations or the jealousies or the, the fears that arise and, uh, and we can get to know them so it's important not to just you know, identify with them to so, you know, start feeling jealous and then identify with the jealousy and, and believe the story or, ble- or feel bad about ourselves because we should know better by now and you know, neither of those really take us anywhere, but it's more an opportunity to be interested. What does it feel like? What does jealousy feel like? It's really painful. It hurts. It hurts in the heart. And uh, and what happens when I when I give that you know feed that jealousy? It just hurts more and more and more. So then staying with that painful feeling realizing like, oh yeah, there's something that I wanted that I'm not getting or something that I'd like to be that I feel that I'm not you know, and somebody else is so you can be with that and, and have um, some kindness and compassion for the, for the sense of lack that is underneath jealousy or maybe we have a, a lot of anger Anger can have enormous uh, destructive results. If we we act on our anger, it can be hugely destructive. So maybe there's a lot of anger and and we want to express it. So then we we kind of put some restraint on it, but then we we feel frustrated about the anger. Or we feel justified about the anger. If we're pushing it down or feeding it, it's going to grow. And that's the same with all of the kilesas, if we push them down. So we're restraining is one thing, like with the precepts, but, but suppressing, trying to try to deny or push away is something else. So if you try to deny or push away the kilesas, they, they just get stronger. And if we feed them with with thoughts of you know yes you know, I have a right to feel like this because blah 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 then they get stronger too so we're we're looking for that middle place that can can be interested and in get to know the kalesas, that the tendencies the unwholesome tendencies of, of our hearts and minds in a in a in a way that doesn't strengthen the sense of self. So we don't want to be strengthening a sense of I'm bad, I'm a bad person. That isn't going to lead to that unlimited mind. And, uh, and we don't really want to strengthen the, the sense of I'm right. That's a tricky one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can we can go we can, we can sort of go on that one for years. You know, I'm right. I'm right. But it's again it just it's just like a a clever cover up for those kalesas to take deep root in our minds in our hearts and minds. So it's um, an attitude of interest, of, of attention and interest, and. Uh, Staying present with, being interested in, being curious about those qualities. This can help to help us to see through them to some degree. If we're always just either feeding them or or denying them, (coughs) we're, we're caught. But if we can be interested, then they start to be a little bit less powerful these kind of contemplations are really helpful Um, and they're you know if we're not uh, if the mind isn't isn't settled you know then then we can we can look into those but uh, if we can Allow the mind to settle and collect. So hopefully over these days, our minds, will, you know, with, with the restraint and the and the times of silence and the movement and the teachings, our minds can maybe settle a little bit more deeply and experience some some stillness. And uh, when the when the mind is more collected and still, as a, a even just a little bit of, of samadhi, then, then it's easier to. there's like a. like things start to separate out more. So it's easier to see the the mind and the objects of mind. There's more of a separating out of what is mind and what is the objects of mind. And, uh, and so then we can see those kilesas more clearly. And uh, sometimes in the. In the this with a, with a, the a strength of mind that develops you know, when our meditation is, is stronger um, turning our awareness to those qualities can can really lessen you know they can really um, start to diminish those qualities and even there can even be some quite big breakthroughs where we see, the underlying patterns of where these things come from and maybe pull out the kingpin and it all starts to fall apart and of course there are layers to this it's not like it all goes in one moment there are layers and it's perhaps for most of us a lifetime's work or even more than one lifetime's work but it's the work of reclaiming this, this beautiful mind this unlimited mind that we can glimpse from time to time. So the, the, the meditation of this sam- samadhi can, can really help us to see much more clearly. It can help us to see what the potential of this mind and then what it's like when we're just caught in the stories. So there's more of a clear difference between those two. And then uh, Panya, the, the wisdom aspect, is uh, pointing to recognising the arising and passing away of, well of everything. So we tend to always want to go on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And even when we come on retreat, you know, it's like, okay, I'm going to come on retreat, and maybe we're going to get it, gonna get this, and maybe I can get rid of that. And, and so we've sort of got an agenda, you know, and then, well, it hasn't happened yet, so like, maybe tomorrow, and, you know, and uh, so it can be like that about our meditation practice. It can also be like that, just, you know, going from one thing to another. Okay, it's going to be, you know sleep next, and then, oh, I'm going to sit there, there's going to be breakfast, and, you know, we, we're just thinking about the next thing, the next thing, and the next thing, and, and when we think like that, we, we miss the truth of the arising and passing away of things. So when we're really present with what's happening, then we we can be with it, we can really, we can really know it. It's like this, and maybe it's pleasant, or maybe... Yeah. Whatever, whatever, whatever quality it has, we know it. We're with it. We're experiencing the. Uh, we're experiencing, and then, and then we see, we're noticing it end. So I just <laughs> as I'm saying, it, I'm just thinking about on Christmas Day. On Christmas, we had a some friends staying who made us a, a most wonderful Christmas lunch, Christmas dinner, and. Uh, and we had a, a lovely, we all sat together and we had a lovely Christmas dinner and um, on plates, which is unusual, we usually eat in our bowls, So we sat at a table with plates <laughs> around the table together and we made it all Christmassy and it was really, really beautiful. And a lot of work, a lot of care, a lot of love and a lot of work got into that, that meal and, and making the place nice and and. Uh, and so we, we sat together and, and just really, with a lot of presents, eating this beautiful meal and taking in the goodness and the, the love and the care, and, and then the meal came to an end and it was like, okay, it's finished, okay. And then there was dessert, we had dessert separately because it was Christmas, so, and then it's like, oh, but that's dessert, so I go and get the plate of dessert and then we are eating that and... Oh, this is really good it's, it's lovely, beautiful and two different people had made lovely things and, and then you eat that and then you get to the end and it's like oh, okay that's finished <laughs> <laughs> so the meal's finished and the dessert's finished so it's finished and <laughs> so then what's next? well next is kind of doing the washing up you know and uh, it was just very poignant somehow. was like how it is. When when we're present that's how it is. Yeah. And uh, you know, I'm sure like uh, the making merry, you know, the, the, the the drinks and so on it makes it easier to not notice that. And <laughs> you're in a Buddhist monastery. Being mindful is like, oh yeah. Cessation. And it doesn't stop the it doesn't stop the sense of appreciation. You know, there's there's a real presence and a real appreciation of all of it of the of the of the sense you know the sense experiences you know the taste and the smells mm-hmm. and the visual impressions and so on and also of the of the care and the love that have gone into it. so all of that is, is is taken in but then it's like and then it ends and there's those lovely people who came and brought us a you know a dish and then they left and then the woman who's staying offered us the meal, uh, she leaves, you know, and, then, and that's how it is. It's like life is like that all the time. And uh, often we don't want to notice that part. We don't want to notice that. We want to look forward to the next nice bit, and the next nice bit, and the next nice bit. And let uh, just skip over the bits in between and, and totally don't look at the ending because that's scary. So in the, in, the, in the Buddha's teaching, we're really invited to pay attention to all of it. To the beginning, to the process and to the ending. And when we do that, and then to the gap. So that was also my experience at the end of that, when the dessert was ended, there was this gap of like, mm-hmm, it's done. You know, once a year, it's done. And um, and that's an important. This important moment is this. It's just like nothing. And then of course yeah. then there's the next thing. You get up, and do the washing up, which is less exciting, but it's still good. And um, so so the Buddha's teaching brings us, invites us to look at the whole picture, all of it. And then when we pay attention to all of that, wisdom arises, and it's not you know the wisdom of that comes with age or the wisdom you know, being streetwise or that, that's from being clever or savvy but it's just the wisdom that knows this is the way things are everything that arises passes away and uh, and that also can have different tones you know when we experience it it can be there can be incredible peace to knowing that everything that arises, is there for a while and then passes away. It can be incredible, incredibly peaceful. It can be, you know, like there can be a sense of um, a sadness around it or or um, fear. You know, I mean, we're not quite, we're not quite attuned. It's like it's scary because then, then what? This is all just passing, passing, passing but it's also arising, arising, arising you know? they're both happening so um, but as we slow down enough to and and uh, allow ourselves to see the the beginning and the middle and the ending of things then this this wisdom that's aligned with the truth of the way things are arises in our hearts and minds it's not something we have to read a book about or you know, be brilliant to understand is a very, very simple truth but it needs our wise attention, it needs our attention because it's happening all the time and we're missing it all the time and uh, also, even with difficult states difficult states arise and then we feel like oh gosh, you know it's going to be like this. It's always been like this, hasn't it? It's always been like this, actually. And then, oh, it's just never going to change, you know. And it, and it really, it can really feel like that. We can drop into those mind states that are that feel like they they have been here forever and they're never going to go away. And then of course they go away. And sometimes they maybe hang around a while, but even so, you get these little gaps where then where, they, where things are okay, and then they maybe come back again. And, and then you can tell the story of, oh, yes, it's always been like this. But that's just a story. Because in reality, things are changing all the time. So as we uh, develop that wisdom of seeing the changing nature of things, and seeing arising and ceasing, this also helps to weaken and break up those kilesas because they're rooted in a sense of of self and in a sense of, uh, in the position of being right or being wrong they can be either way I'm right, I'm wrong they're kind of rooted in that so So the sila, the, the, the um, ethics or morality, they protect us from um, acting out from the kilesas in any gross way. Um, the samadhi, the, the meditation, helps us to see them more clearly. It gives us a taste of the mind when they're absent. And, and also shows us You know, it's like the mind can see them. The mind can observe them as an object, a mind, rather than be them. And then the panya is is what it really breaks down the whole story, really, of of me and my dot dot dot, me and my, you know, my greed or my. Fear or my confusion or my whatever it might be, because uh, when we really see the arising and passing away of things that's that sense of self it doesn 't have anything very solid to hold on to, and at first that can be a bit scary because it's you see know, we want to hold on to something, we want to be something, we want certainty, clarity, stability, but uh, the clarity and stability we find is is through presence not through clinging so there's a, a little equation that uh, always works and where there is clinging or attachment there is dukkha or suffering or unsatisfactoriness and when we let go of Clinging or attachment, then there is freedom from dukkha or suffering, and this is how it works. It's like that's just a law of nature. So when we, you know, if we if we find ourselves in a state of dukkha, you know, rather than feeling like, oh, maybe I should have come here and made a mistake, or oh my goodness, I'm just, you know, it's, I'm always, I'm never, not very good at this, about everybody else is, you know, sitting in states of bliss or whatever our minds might do with that. Instead of that, we, we recognize others do care. So there must be some clinging going on somewhere. And then we can be interested. You know, so where is that? What is it? What's, what's the root Where's the root of this of this dukkha? So it's not like I'm suffering and I should I shouldn't be attached. Therefore, I'm bad for being attached. You know, it's not like that. It's not like it's not like let go, let go. You know, it's not like that. But it's being interested, like oh. So things are difficult. You know, it's difficult.
1: Painful. You know, it feels
0: like this. So where's that coming from? Where's the, where's the sense of, of, of me that that is arising from? And then as we investigate that and start to understand it and find, um, you know, find where that attachment lies. And uh, and we reflect on the you know the, the constantly changing nature of things, then maybe we can just loosen our grip a little bit, or uh, question the story a little bit, and then just be with uh, the feeling, be with the experience which which changes, and to really be. Clear to, to notice when it ends. So, even if we don't catch the moment that it ends, which is quite likely, at some point we might see, like, oh, it's different, it's shifted. And so we know that that state that seemed very solid and real and me isn't like that anymore, it's something else. So, I noticed today they've just, just Moving from the hall to, to going outside, completely different experience. The sun and the, the smell of the fresh air and the earth changed my mental state. It's like, oh, look at that. The conditions are different and then the, the sense of, you know, the, the, the experience of, of me, in inverted commas, is different. So that's that's going on all the time. So it's you know, part of our work is to, you know, it's not to to make a perfect me. This is not what we're here for, but to understand how this this sense of self arises, what it what it clings to, and uh, to bring in the the investigation that can lead to wisdom that leads to letting go so we can't make it happen but we can we can put the causes and conditions to, in, in place so we can you know we, we have this you know we have the we have the container and then we have the possibility to to explore over these days this how this sense of... Of me and mine arises. Yeah, both how it arises in the moment, and and also maybe we get to see some of the old causes and conditions for their particular arising that happens. You know, in we all have our different little things going on, so we start to see how they arise, and then cultivating wholesome qualities, you know, Bhavana, cultivating the the patience and generosity, kindness, cultivating the, the Brahma Viharas, we'll talk about them later in the retreat, the, the boundless qualities of, of heart and mind. So, as we cultivate those qualities, then we're, we're transforming the, the pattern that has made up what we call me and mine transforming it and, and little by little <coughs> liberating it so, uh, you know, not to say that full liberation is, is uh, a suitable goal for this short retreat but little liberations little liberations little insights, little moments of clarity because every time, every moment that we see clearly it's like, it's like making a little crack in there, in the wall of delusion and uh, if you just keep going, there's another little crack another little crack, another little glimpse of light, at some point the whole thing crumbles. So, uh, So never be discouraged however long it might seem to be taking or however difficult things might be, might be. You know, just if your intention is clear and you have um, you know, the willingness and the, and the energy and the support you know, we have a good community yeah. here then you can just, just keep going just keep going you know, and, and sometimes there are times when, when things go really well and uh, it feels like you know, uh, big things have fallen away and wow, you know, it's so great, it's so close. And then maybe some difficult karma ripens and uh, you get years of struggling with something really difficult. But if, if, if that's happening, you know, just to do that with clarity of intention, with mindfulness that also becomes the path. So it's not, to, it's, it's not to try and get rid of all this stuff so we can be free, but the willingness to turn towards it, to be interested in it, to, uh, to welcome it and understand it. And that process leads to letting go. so I just offer that as a sort of broad overview of our practice of this time of our you know, it's like a, I've said a couple of times already it's not so just to get some nice experience there are many ways we can get nice experiences and uh, much easier than this <laughs> <laughs> so it's a, it's, a, it's a bigger job it's a more profound adventure. Um, so it's very, very sweet to be here with you all and that we're going to be together as the year ends and, and the new year begins. And uh, let's see, you know, let's see what uh, unfolds. Thank okay. you. Thank you for listening.